All right, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Rob's Rhythms. I'm your host, Rob Pushback, and with me at this point is basically a permanent fixture here uh, on the show, Captain Crumps, Max Williams. Hey, that's me. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Pretending like we didn't just do an episode hey, 15 know, minutes ago. Listen, yeah. the, don't they, you don't, love they the, don't know. The resetting of the inertia that you're coasting off of from the previous episode. You're like, hey, this is a whole different time period. It's an on-off switch. And yet it, it's the exact I same thing. I currently day. have the switch on. Literally, literally, 15 minutes later. Literally. Literally? 15 minutes later. And Perkins. And Perkins. And Perkins. And Perkins. So we're going to get right into things today. Yeah, we, we are. are going to talk our favorite track one side ones or album openers for those Al- of you yeah. that are or that are our age. Right. That don't have a vast LP collection like I do. Right. You know. Hashtag nerd alert. Hashtag, uh, I was going to say vinyl virgin, but... <laughs> It All right. doesn't really apply, but it kind of does. Like, that's don't yeah. listen. That's gonna that's gonna deter a lot of like twelve year twelve thirteen deter year olds or deter 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 a lot of twelve thirteen year olds from uh-huh. going and starting up their LP collections. You will find love. Trust me. You will find love. Listen, it's called music. You gotta play music. It though. will you never gotta play, let you, you gotta down. Play a lot of gigs. Music will not let you down. People will. All right. This isn't. <laughs> this is not an advice. This is not Dear Abby. Dear Abby, <laughs> my heart. What's that? What's that? Uh, John Prine song? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. I think. Yeah, I think that's the one. My wife hollers at me, and my kids are all freaks. Oh, that's a good line. You ever heard that song? Uh, I think you've you had, are. I, what you might have put that you on one what of you ain't. You might have put that. He on goes. One of the CDs. I'm. I'm Probably getting it mixed up with another song, but I, all that's correct. He goes. He's like, um, uh, something like, uh. My my something's too long and my hair's falling out. Uh, my wife hollers at me. My kids are all freaks. And then like the chorus is like, "You are what you are, and you ain't what you ain't." Uh, uh, I think just listen fair. up, Mister, and listen up, good. I, I I don't know. I'm blanking on the. It's a great. That, go check out John Prine's Dear Abby. This is not Dear Abby. Just this is go sh- check out John Prine. Just in general, right? Um, you will not be disappointed. No, and reach out. You can DM me on Instagram. Or something like that. If you want to get into John Prine, I'll tell you kind of exactly what to listen to. I can just tell you right now. I would go with like any of his later stuff, like Fair and Square, In Spite of Ourselves, um, Tree of Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And they did a re-recording of a bunch of his hits um, in the late 80s. I I think it's called Souvenirs. He's got like a red sweater on in the picture. It's like a painting picture. Mm -hmm. Um, I would start with those records. Because a lot of his early stuff and then a lot of his stuff in the 90s, the producers, and I've brought this up before, maybe not on the show, but... No, you've told me, definitely. Producers yeah. did not know how to produce a lot of singer-songwriters at the time. Bob Dylan, for some strange reason, always just had really good backing bands with his records that weren't like him and an acoustic guitar and a harmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, Springsteen, because he was a rock and roll player, was able to flesh things out that way. But like Chris Christopherson had a record come out in the late 90s called The Austin Sessions. And it's like him and a bunch of like other guest musicians on that record. And he plays like all of his old catalog, like all of his old hits. And it sounds tenfold better than the recordings that he, because they were, it's like, it's this gritty breakup song, but it's got these like sweet Nashville strings behind it. And mm. it's like, that doesn't, 
the, the juxtaposition doesn't work. It just it doesn't work at all. Sure. But then you hear him singing it with the grit at an older age and an acoustic guitar and maybe like a light electric guitar in the background just kind of like plucking some notes here and there. It sounds phenomenal. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So check out John Prine, but and Chris Christopherson and all the other people I just mentioned. But let's just get into it. Let's just get into We're it, We're talking album openers. Hell yeah. So it's some deep it's some it's some hard choices to make absolutely we're not doing like top tens we're just like off the top of our head we just wrote down some of our favorite album openers yes and there's probably going to be one or two that i'm going to forget about that oh I'm there's at least myself in a there's week. at least 10 i've forgotten yeah but i'm going to start things off right out of the gate <sighs> with gimme shelter by the rolling stones off let it bleed Ooh, yeah, the best part of that song is we've covered it together that is true. We have. I've played guitar for you and you sang, and we've done some great Dandy Jack open mics with that one. <laughs> it just... It, it's a great song. Oh. It is. It's a phenomenal song. It's still one of those... There's this melancholy to it that cannot be replaced. There's this uh, grit, I guess, another good word Mary to Clayton it. Mary Clayton kills it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that guitar in the beginning. Yeah, Keith's... Keith's guitar. Firing on all cylinders. Exactly. It's the Rolling Stones at their best, I think. That album? Is that uh, Exile? Let It Bleed. Or no, Let It Bleed. Sticky Fingers was next and then Exile. And then Exile, okay. Yeah. But I just, it's song structure and execution-wise, I think that's them. It, for me, that, that trilogy of albums is my favorite yeah. work of the Stones. Yeah. So it's a great it. opener to the trilogy, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but... No, you're good. And then, like... Oh, I just remembered another one, but what? I won't pick it up. No, you're good. Keep yeah, going. yeah, Keep going. So that, I mean, it pretty much goes without saying. If you've not heard Gimme Shelter mm-hmm. by the Rolling Stones, go check go, it out. Go listen to that. Yeah. Either and you've, it either, kind of just explains itself. Either you've literally been under a rock or you don't know anything. Do you remember that music. Rolling Stones song? <laughs> Between a rock and a hard place. No, because it doesn't sound very good. It was in like the late eighties. Oh, that does not sound good. When they kind of, I think in eighty six. Mm-hmm. I think that was when that song came out. Mm-hmm. That's Steel Wheels. I think was the album. I think late eighties Rolling Stones, Dude, the Stones and late eighties Mick Jaggers is not for me a good thing. Tattoo you. I love Start Me Up, but I don't care for the most of the rest of that record. Sure. Um, they for me, pretty much peaked when. Some girls came out, 1978. That's got Miss You, Beast of Burden, Beast of Burden, um, Far Away Eyes is on there. That's a that's a great like tongue and cheek country song. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some other good stuff in the 90s, but then they just they've basically been the and to their credit, I'm not talking down to them, but it's like they've basically been the world's greatest. Rolling Stones cover band for the last 40 years. That, that's a fair way to put it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, they've just, just been perpetually touring. Right. What Playing else are they going to do? Everything from 1962 through yeah. 1978, or 1980. Literally 81. making millions of dollars every year. Why not keep doing it? Yeah. Right. Blinded by Rainbows was a great song of theirs. Came out like 94. I'm sure it was. It, no, it was. It, I don't know that one. It was, it's like Mick Jagger like doing his ballad thing. Like, Remember when him and um, Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, and mm. what's the guy's name? Uh, from Eurythmics, Dave Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Mick Jagger and Dave Stewart and Cheryl Crow did a song. Remember when they remade Elfie with Jude Law in like 2003? Mm-hmm. 
they uh, cut a song called Old Habits Die Hard. That's like Mick Jagger's. That's like my favorite song he sings, like ever. Really? Oh, yeah, by far. Okay. Um, Check out that one, folks. No, seriously. Yeah. But that's I don't that's my that's my gist of the Rolling Stones like gauging, yeah. you know. But like, we could talk about Exile for four hours. But we're gonna move on. Why don't you take one of your picks? All right. So you say, uh, give me shelter. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. The band that got me into uh, playing the guitar, most specifically the guitarist himself, Mr. Angus Young. The reason that I uh, play guitar. Uh, it's a long way to the top. Off of high voltage by ACDC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're even not in the right key, but you're. You got it doesn't this, matter, dude. That song is barn burn. Is a fucking barn burn. I don't use your term uh, liberally like you do, but that liberally? is a, that is a barn burner. Yes. Did I ever tell you that joke I made at the, at Subway? What'd you say at Subway? So. I'm going to go off on a tangent here real quick. Mm-hmm. Back in the 2012 election when Obama and Romney ran against each other, maybe like three weeks before the election, I'd gone to Subway. And now I know all you have to do is ask and go like heavy on the lettuce or heavy on the tomato. Because otherwise, like especially a lot of the new people that work there and there's quick turnaround, mm-hmm. they take one little handful of lettuce and they put it on your sandwich. You're paying $8 for this fucking sandwich. Very, like, yeah. I like my lettuce and tomatoes and my, my black olives and my banana peppers and, you know, stuff on my sandwich. The banana peppers. Yeah. Banana peppers, you know. Right. Yeah. They're very conservative with their, uh, yes. Yeah, that's so, that's, so anyway, so she's, I, she puts the lettuce on, I said, I said, you don't gotta be so Mitt Romney about the lettuce. Oh, Jesus. And she just kind of looked at me, and I'm like, conservative? Like, you can be a little more liberal with the lettuce? Mm-hmm. And, it like, that joke bombed so fast. Yep. Never used it again. Yep. But I've told that story multiple times because the look on this girl's face, who's, like, five years young, I'm, like, out 21, almost 22 at the time. Yeah. yeah. And she's probably, like, 16. Yeah. Just, like, woof. Yeah. Woof. I'm not... Uh... <laughs> This does not go to all Subway employees, but she's working at Subway. And, uh, well, she's, she's probably in high school. She's like 16. That's what I mean. She's a teenager working at Subway. She does not want to hear bad dad jokes. Any, uh, yeah, okay. I have a lot of bad ones, too. A little bit. Why did the uh, teddy bear pass on dessert? Oh, God, why? Because he was stuffed. Oh, Jesus. All right, what's your next song? <laughs> I'm going to pass on this podcast. Uh, like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. Hey, Highway 61 revisited. So, do you, is the Rolling Stones just everything? You know, give me shelter, Rolling Stones, and then like a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan. Is the next one going to be uh, Bob Seger? <laughs> you know, just keeping it like a transitional thing. How do you know what my list? Is? I'm just too good. Um, I like that song. I do like. You that. like it? Yeah. It's vo- Rolling Stone magazine voted. Is it the number one, the, song, the number of one song of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Really? Yeah. Even above like times they are changing. Yeah. Really? Dude, it's, it asks the question of a generation. How does it feel? And then Tom, years later, Tom Petty, that is, mm-hmm. wrote a song called You Don't Know How It Feels. And that was kind of his answer to Bob Dylan's How Does It Feel? You don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. Just like getting to the center of a tootsie pop. We're going to move on because that's dying fast because obviously you're not a huge Dylan fan. No, like I'm, I just, am, so. I'm just messing with you. I, like a lot of people I know, 
Dylan's big numbers. I know a few deep cuts thanks to you. I've been, dude, I've been trying to get this guy, this guy here, okay, mm-hmm. Mr. Max. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get him to listen to the album Blood on the Tracks mm-hmm. for like about two years now. And been, you've still not listened to it. It's been legitimately two years, yeah. Um, because I think you would like that album a lot. Like, I love the Times Era Change album's phenomenal. Um, the other side of another side of Bob Dylan that was a second album that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I love uh, Highway 61 Revisited. Blonde on Blonde might be my favorite, mm. but for you, I could see you really digging Blood on the Tracks. Okay, 74? 74. 74. Okay, yeah, I'm just I'm scared to know too much music sometimes because I'm also a musician, so I don't want to know too many things and be like, oh crap, am I ripping off anybody? That's why I'm very meticulous when I write songs. Right. So it's like, ah, eh, all right. But either way, I'm not right. I'm not doing a lot of singer songwriter acoustic stuff these days. So oh. that, that could work. Yeah, that could work. All right, moving on. So what do you got next? Good, good call though. That is a good song. It is a good song. Um, my next one. <laughs> this is uh, my favorite band of all time. Is it still the Foo Fighters? No. No, they've been replaced. They already said ACDC. Spoon. Yeah, there you go. This is off their 2005 album. I'm more of a fan of, so like when the lead singer and the drummer left and they started Forks. Dude. That was was a good one. But it was plural because it was just the two of them. They reached, it was Fork A and Fork B. Yeah. That's what they call them, Fork A and Fork B. Right. And the first song was, you know, How Knife of You. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, and that subway girl, whoop, over her head again. Yep, one of these days. Either way, uh, you won't know this song because, um, see, and I've been trying to get you to listen to Spoon, so there we go. I We're listen both. to Spoon. Eh, but do you? No, you yeah. don't. Either do you, way. Do you listen to The Boss? No, but I have no interest in listening to The Boss. I at least like Bob Dylan. Do you make fun of me for listening to Bob Seger? No, not at all. I like Bob Seger. What's on your list, Bob Seger? Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Either way, so just so the people know the name of the song, it's called The Beast and Dragon Adored. It's off of Gimme Fiction. The Beast and Dragon Adored? Adored. Right on. It's a great song. I'm not going to mock it. You're good. You can. I've never heard it. You can. Right. Well, you know me. I'm just going to like sing my own version with those lyrics. Yeah. Oh, I know you will. Yeah. But, not but this, I'm not going to. Not this I'm not going to mock it. Not this song. I bet it's great. It is. It's fantastic. I bet it, I, seriously, I bet it's great. It I is. Bet it's, great it's, it's the... Second opening song I ever heard by them on in any and any album. So it's awesome. So uh, speaking of uh, the boss. Speaking of the boss, what do you got? Screen all slams, Mary's dress waves. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as a radio plays. Roars and singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me, and I want you only. Oh, dude, Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Thunder Road, Born mm-hmm. to Run, 1975. Mm-hmm. Came out August 25th, I believe, 1975. Wow. Um, that's also my buddy's birthday. That's how I remember it. Yeah. But um, Born to Run, in succession of the, the three major ones that he did, what, so, what was that one? So it was Greetings from Asbury Park, and right. then The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle, and yeah. then Born to Run, then Born Darkness on the Up Town, then The River. Then right. we did a big genre change. But that was Nebraska. the thing you were saying. Those were the, that was the trilogy. That was, was my. That's my Born to Run, trilogy. Darkness, and then the river. the river. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Nebraska. Born in the USA. Tunnel. Love the Rising. I fucking love the Rising Devils and Dust. Mm. Wrecking Ball. 
Yeah. Um, I love Greetings from Asbury Park. But Born to Run, Darkness, A Native Town, and The River are, you know, those top 50 albums you're taking to the desert island with. Because mm. you can definitely take 50. They're always like, if you can take three. And it's like, listen, if I can carry three, I can carry 50 albums. I got fucking boxes. Yeah, right? It's, it's uh, <laughs> what, my record player can only play three albums? Right. Eh, screw you guys. Or I'll just take CDs with me because those are a lot lighter and I can fit 100 in a case. And I've yeah. got like 10 cases of them. But it's not as warm or crispy. I know, but so what, so Thunder Road is a little backstory. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the make or break album for Springsteen. And he opens with this, this song that is full of life and hope and youth and dreams and promises and optimism isn't that all of us at the age of six right and it's got everything that like it's not a motown song but it's got everything that like a lot of those like motown vibes gave you back in the early to mid 60s you know Mm -hmm. when barry gordy was like really like going at full steam it's got those feels it's got the feels of you know he literally quotes he says roy orbison singing for the lonely it's got those Late 50s, early 60s, you know, romance, Roy Orbison, uh, uh, Elvis Presley, that kind of vibe to it. But it's a it's a rock and roll piano ballad, you know what I mean? That sounds like it came out in 1975, but it's got that timeless feel. And, you know, the characters in that song, you know, Mary, uh, you know, could live anywhere, in a farmhouse, in the middle of the country, or, you know, in a neighborhood somewhere, because he just says screen door slams, you know, Mary's dress waves, you know, like a vision, she dances across the porch. So it's like, it could be in a lot of different settings. And it brings you into this album that by the end of the album, because we'll eventually do an episode on album clothers, you climax with Jungle Land, Mm -hmm. which is now we've gone through a 24-hour cycle. And, and here we are at, at nighttime in the city, you know, and like all this crazy stuff. It's like, it's like this like poetic West Side Story, rock and roll West Side Story thing going on in Jungle Land. And then Clarence comes in with that sax solo. Oh, my gosh. Thunder Road, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking Thunder Road. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, all right, genre change. Because we've been doing a lot of rock stuff. I know Bob Dylan's singer-songwriter, but uh, ish, yeah, ish. Going to the uh, the straight-up folk days. There's not folk days, but just straight-up folk music. Folk. I have folk. I say folk. Uh, I have a tie on these two because it's, it's the same band, but I couldn't decide which one was better. Wow, I, I have no idea. Two different albums. What do you got? I have. Sleep on the floor and flowers in your hair by Lumineers. By Lumineers. The first flowers one is in your hair. First one is off Ophelia, which is their second album, and then the, the second one is off their first album. I which really is just did not like their new album at all. No, I didn't like it uh, made me angry. three. Three was not good, and two was not great. Oh, Ophelia was awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Ophelia. The the album. Song, oh, the no, album. The oh, album. really? The album's good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They did some different things, and you're like, okay, progression. We had an all acoustic first album. Yeah, first album. Oh my gosh. I know. My like honestly, like I could do without Ho Hey. I could too because of how overplayed it was. Still a good song and it fits the album perfectly. But morning song to end that album. Do you know what my favorite song is on that album? Fucking great. Uh Big Parade. Yep. Yep, mine too. 
Actually, that and uh, track four. I should probably know the name of it. Yeah, Dead Sea. Thank you. That and Dead Sea, two best songs in the album. And then, uh, and then my third favorite is Stubborn Love. Oh, dude, Stubborn Love. Yeah. Bum, bum, ba, da, ba, bum. I love doing those at open mics. See, I would just do, I would just be the traveling cover band of the Lumineers if they would let me. But I mean, half the world can call the Lumineers, <laughs> the and Blumineers. you literally walk around with flowers in your hair. <laughs> the Lumineers. That's the actually kind of funny. I like. Ladies that. and gentlemen, the Lumineers. Woo! I would expect like a man from the Blue Man Group to come out and silently oh, play yeah. Lumineers. Songs. Just only the drummers blue. <laughs> kind of like in ZZ Top when Frank Beard is the one that's clean shaven. Oh, one of the beard. Yeah. Look at that irony. True tip. So either way, I've yeah, Ty would sleep on the floor and flowers in your hair. Sleep on the floor. But I still say that as much as we have debated, the first album is just slightly better. But I loved Ophelia. That was an awesome album. Yeah. They're But yeah, three was not great. Love the concept. Great concept. I loved all the videos. It was really cool, just not executed the right. To me, way. they're like Hootie and the Blowfish. They said everything they wanted to say on that first record. That's fair enough. And then they had a couple other good songs. That's fair enough. I think that's totally fair. You know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. I mean, it's like, so one of my favorite bands ever that is, it, they're not similar to the Lumineers, but like, if, if you like the Lumineers, you'll definitely like this band. I would assume as well, Trampled by Turtles. Mm-hmm. And they have that sound, but they just stick with it. Right. And they, every album, like they keep 90% of that sound and 10% of it's different record to record mm-hmm. to like accent bad album. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they go a little more you know, with a little more of this or a little less of that or whatever it is, maybe a little more bluegrass, maybe a little, maybe a little more rock, mm-hmm. you know, what? but it's only 10%. And they have their sound and they've made like eight albums and they're a great fucking band. That's a lot like Spoon. Yeah. yeah you know what you're getting, right. but each album's different. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, you know, I had a conversation with, with our mutual friend, Chris, mm-hmm. um, the photographer. Uh, last year we were driving, I was driving to this place and, I was listening to ACDC, and I'm like, what I love about ACDC is that they never tried to be anything that they weren't. Yeah. They Very little harmonies. They they never went through a synthesizer period or anything like that. No. Um, the they had pipes, the 80s sounding drums on Who Made Who. Yeah. Like, the drums were a little more like, ah, uh, it's a little more too reverby, kind of like, ah, uh, whatever. Sure. But, but still, guitar. But 90% of their music. Rock and roll, man. It's like Tom Petty, like, Lift Me Up, I've Had Enough is not a great album. Every other album he ever made is fucking A+. Plus. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're allowed to have a... Like, you get a bad uh, album. You kind of experiment a little bit. Didn't work out. We're going to go back to what we know. Exactly. You get one. Um, you, you get what you get. You get one. Right. So I'm going... So uh, for me, uh, this wraps up my childhood. Mm. This specific song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of the first CDs that I ever owned. I got three CDs at the exact same time. Hit me, baby, one more time. If that makes sense. I got three CDs. The first three CDs Mm -hmm. I ever owned, I got them at the exact same time. I was Mm -hmm. five. Yeah. And uh, about to turn six. And this was the first one that we put in the CD player. And that's A Hard Day's Night, A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles. And it... That dude, and then it goes right into I Should Have Known Better, which is another John song mm-hmm. with that harmonica. What have, you been, that, what? What have you, what have you been working like? A dog. Yeah? How are you going to be sleeping, man? Log along. 
See, we've been singing. We've been singing mm -hmm. a lot of these shows. Yeah. Probably not going to get copyright strikes for most of them. I'm afraid we're going to get them for the yeah, Beatles. Yeah, I don't want to sing the Beatles. They'll come down on they'll, us. They'll yeah. come after us. They will. Yoko. Okay, listen. If there's one person I fear in life, that is Yoko Ono. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. And she, she'll come after John's, John's music. I'm yeah, I would either. never want to. You know, wanna. and it just kind of dawned on me. The first three songs on A Hard Day's Night are all John songs. Really? Yeah. If I fell... No, that's a Paul song, isn't it? No, that's a John song because they got the double track vocals. But Hard Day's Night, that's John. Hard Day's Night's John, yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, it's, but he's singing, he's singing, you know. The, yeah, the yeah. whatever one I call it, lead. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Co-lead vocalist, but like I'm the like one on this yeah. one. I yeah, A Hard Day's Night, 1964. It's, it's, it's 51, 49%. That album, uh, you know, our our buddy Joe, the musician. Mm -hmm. I play cowbell. I've played cowbell before for him for You Can't Do That when he does, when he covers it. And I'm like, because it's like, honestly, it's like I heard him play it once at a show. He covered it. And I'm like, holy shit. You are maybe one of the only, like, like non-hardcore Beatle fans that even know that song. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I have a cowbell. Do you, <laughs> do you want to play cowbell on it? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't want to play cowbell? So, like, the next, like, four times I saw him at gigs and shit, uh -huh. I'd come out on stage and fucking... You make gold records. It's, like, honestly, that's it's a great song, but the words to it are very dated. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It, yeah. They're very misogynistic lyrics. Not all of them were going to make it into the right. the next realm but 60 years like, later. But it's like, if you can just understand, like, that song came out in 1964. Right. And they didn't, they're not, they didn't mean to be sound like that. Or It's just, you know, it's, it's just of the times, I it guess. Was but it's sing. a great song. It's oh, a yeah. great fucking song. Yeah. So, all right, you got the next one. <laughs> we know, we know from Mad Men. The 60s were not a, uh, <laughs> a lady-friendly time. Don Draper. Don Draper is the man. Uh, okay, so from the ones that I wrote down, I'm trying to do a little bit different. Um, this one you'll like because uh, you actually got me into this guy. Cover me up. No. Good song, though. Uh, Hades, Please by Parker Millsap off of The Very Last Day. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. It's just a great a, song. Just a yeah. rocking tune. Yeah. Again. Barn burner. It's a barn burner. <laughs> Not using it lightly, but barn burner. And then it goes right into Pinin, and then I yeah, forgot the one that great. goes right after it. But awesome album. The kid's got a hell of a voice. And uh, uh, lyrically, he's, 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 he's fine. He's from, uh, I think he's from the Oklahomas, right? He's, a, he's an Okie, I believe. Yeah, he's from the Oklahoma. Lyrically, he's lyrically fine, but... But goddamn, kids, hell of a guitarist. And he's great. He's one of the most underrated songs. musicians that's out there. Yes. Shout out to Parker Millsap. Absolutely. Go Parker Millsap. Also, a big fan of a band called the Cactus Blossoms. Cactus Blossoms. They're phenomenal, too. They're yeah. from Minnesota. Mm. I think Minnesota. Okay. Or Wisconsin. I don't know. Maybe Wisconsin. I no, Minnesota. I have no idea. Anyway, no, it's like if you like one, you'll, it's similar to like the Lumineers and Travel by Turtles. Oh, okay, If you yeah. like one, you'll probably like the other. You'll get so the if other. there's somebody listening to this that's like, man, I really like Parker Millsap. What else can I listen to? I just threw you a bone. Yeah. Um, from there, like I said, you can feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> and uh, I love sharing bands. So Yeah, absolutely. We could go on for, sure. go on for days for all that. But, uh, but yeah, that was a quick right. one, but I'm a huge fan. So once again, you know, there's like at least four more I have to get to just because 
of we got what it. they mean. We're doing fine. We're only half hour in. We can do an hour All left. All right. So we're doing, we're doing I'm going to throw out Hell's Bells. You know me, a Brian Johnson guy through and through. I know you like Bon Scott better. Um, Hell's Bells, it's like the resurrection. It's like the, the uh, you know, it's like that scene in Frankenstein, not in the book, but in the movie. Because I shout out to the podcast Think Piecing by Heather Grace Hancock um, for teaching me about Frankenstein last week when I was at the gym on the treadmill listening to this podcast. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but like most of the movie Frankenstein is like a very abridged version of the book. Very abridged. And like the scene where like, it's all dramatic, and he's like, "It's alive!" It's alive. like that. None of that's in the book. Right. None of that is in the book. So, but like you know that scene when the lightning strike in and they hook Boris Karloff up, and he's like, "It's alive!" You know, mm-hmm. when I hear that, boom, boom, that's what's going through your head. It's like, it's like watching that scene in that movie on mute. And this is just coming up. Ooh. And it's like, I'm a rolling thunder. You know, it's like, they're back. They're yeah. back in black. Mm-hmm. No yeah. pun intended, yeah. but I, they're fucking back. Yeah, iconic riff. That is a hell of a song. Hell's too. Bells is a, it, that's just, it's, it's good, a masterpiece. It's a good tune. It's, it's, it's quintessential ACDC, and it's them probably at their best. On anything, I know it's in the key of A because we all know every ACTC is either A, E, or D. But yeah, great. Fun. Shook me all night long, son. I know it's in the key of G. I know, but still. All right, you're next. Great song. I I, I like that choice. Um, all right, we were uh, we were talking about. I had asked you if this was on your list, and you had said no. But you're like, I'm glad it's on there. Uh, we had a pod, whole podcast or a whole episode based on these guys. Ooh, well, well, well. Where comes? Yes, "Hold My Life" by the Replacements. Hold off of Tim. my life. Nineteen eighty-five, six, eighty-five. You can always tell me. I always forget. Nineteen eighty-five's Tim, their best record, and maybe it's one of the best records of all time. Yeah, "Hold My Life." What an opener! It's a great opener. Yeah. It's a great opener. It just, it, so I'm surprised you didn't pick the one off of Let It Be. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will dare. Uh, yeah. I like... But Hold My Life, I think, is a better song. It's just, yeah, I know. Because it sets you up for just this record. Message-wise. Straight through. Like yeah, there's, I will there's dare. Swing and Party, mm-hmm. kind of a downer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here Comes a Regular, sad song. Sad song. But they fit in the record because it's just you can't just have all uppers no what's track two on oh tim tim yeah yeah it's swing and party swing and party's track two swing and okay, party's yeah. track two yeah and then it goes into uh uh not left of the dial which kiss the other me one. on I think the like six no or dose of thunder's track two isn't it ah, oh, uh, i always forget and then, and then, uh, kiss me on the bus, and then waitress in the sky, oh, and then um, side two is hold my life. Oh, I'll buy. That's I'll what it buy, is. I'll buy. I'll buy. Oh, yeah. swinging parties way later. I told. I knew. No, you're right. Was, no, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Hold my life. I'll buy. Read them. Read them in order. Hold, hold my, my life, life. I'll buy. I'll buy. Kiss me on the bus. Yep. Waitress in the sky. Dose of thunder. Dose of thunder. Waitress in the sky. Yep. Then. Uh, Bastards of Young. No, then Left of the Dial. No, nope, then Swing and Party. Swing and Party, then Bastards of Young. Yep. 
And then you're gonna leave this one out. I'm not gonna leave this one out. Uh, lay it down, clown. There you go. Nice. Dude, I fucking know no, no, Tim. No, no, you're good. Don't insult no, no. my no, intelligence. You're good. You're good. I know Tim. Yeah, lay good. it down. Lay it down, clown. Lay it down. And then um, left of the dial. Yeah. And then um, what's that? Uh, yeah, you know. Oh uh, no, no, no! I know, but I'm, I gotta sing it. It's like uh-huh. um, uh, little mascara. Heard about your pin. Yeah. Oh, left of the di- yeah, I said left of the dial. Oh, yeah, and then sorry, little yeah. mascara. Little mascara is. And uh, then yeah, the here comes line. a regular. Here comes a regular. Yep. Is that the whole album? Yeah. Damn. Eleven. Ha <laughs> That was good. That was really good. I got them all but one. But uh, yeah, hold on. down, cl- if you wouldn't have given me that hint that you like you're not gonna get it, I probably would have put that one later in the record. Oh, that's fair. That's the so yeah. But yeah, just underrated band, underappreciated. They were awesome. Also a bunch of drunks, but hey, you gotta be something Dude, in life. That's to why put out good that's music. why you gotta get out of the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but mm-hmm. that's why we will eventually not be in the Midwest mm-hmm. because the winters here are not for people in the arts and entertainment. No. They like, give us good ideas. Yeah, but, but we can't it's do not, it's, you can only beat your body so bad every winter. Mm-hmm. And November through February, now October through March, basically, yeah. it's not, it's just not a healthy place to live. Right. And anyone who says they're used to the cold, no, you're not. They're, you're full of shit. Yes. You don't get used to the cold. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it's like, I'll, it like, I'll never, sucks. two years ago, I was going, I had a gig. And like the day before, it was like, 42 degrees outside mm-hmm. so it wasn't bad and i knew there was no snow coming so i figured it's probably not going to be that much colder yeah. so i pack up all my gear i load up the car i got jeans on i got black boots um and a t-shirt and my leather jacket and then i got like my beanie on and i, ha- I had a scarf with me and my gloves i went set up for the gig yada 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 i'm tearing down ready to leave and I go, and I'm like taking my shit to the car. I had to make like four trips. And it was fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Probably went down to like 15. It was cold. Yeah. And the blink of it, blink of an eye. It's the just inside of the car down. took like 10 minutes to warm up, you know, which I'm blessed, you know, got yeah. the car. But it's like, it was fucking cold. Yeah. There was re- no real reason why we should be living in temperatures that get to that cold. There's no real reason human beings should be enduring that. No. Right. No. Like, like why why uh, California isn't more packed and why Arizona we isn't don't more, any more packed. Is it, but what I mean, like why New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, why they're not more packed than what they already are makes no sense to me. We should all be living there. Because they went from New York to L.A. and built a bunch of cities on the way, and Chicago is one of them. Everybody should have a vacation home in the Midwest for summertime and then just live on the West Coast during the wintertime. Yes. Eight months out of the year, you live West Coast. Four months, boom, Midwest. It's, it's legitimately nice here for about four months. It is. And we have two it's, solid and, and when, months. When I say nice, yeah. it's like I, like, I talk to anybody I know that lives in L.A. Yeah, well, it was, and like my, really one, my one really good friend, Connor, yeah. who lives in L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. It's fucking January, and it's 60 degrees outside. And he's mm-hmm. like, man, it's cold. I got like a hoodie on and stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's 60 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. My God, you could get sun. Yeah. Well, that was the best part of living in Texas. That was the best part of living in Texas. It was it was December and I was sweating. It was seventy four degrees in December. 
like, this is fantastic. Yeah. I want just to be in this all sunny of the time. Sunny in 75. Sunny in 75. And no humidity. Oh, it was wonderful. There's no humidity? There's no humidity. So I won't have sinus problems? No. You'd be great. You'd be great. You sweat, it's real sweat. It's because you're hot. It's not because your body is going, what is it? Is it that way in California? What is this? California is, is somewhat similar, yeah. Um, obviously, the more you get to the water, it's going to be a bit more humid, but, yeah. but inland, yeah, it's just hot. But wait, it's, it's you're just, just sweating because you're sweating, not you're sweating because, because you're, you're just glistening hot. because of the humidity. Exactly, yeah. It's not just sucking all the moisture out of you. You're just sweating because it's hot, yeah. And it's not a, like a bad dripping. You're, you feel like you just got dunked in a, a vat for 15 minutes. It's just a, oh, it's a nice, easy sweat, and it goes away when the wind blows. Like, oh, this is refreshing. <laughs> this is nice. All right, yeah. we, we got to move on because yeah, otherwise do. I'm just going to go down uh, a deep, dark hole. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, All right, uh, I just said the whole my life. What do you got, man? You probably don't know this record. It is Begin the Begin off of Life's Rich Pageant by R.E.M. Mm. Their uh, You're second a huge to last R. album fan. on IRS. Yeah. You're well, you did R. the R. math, fan. so I was like, I'll do, I'll do R.E.M. Excuse me. Fair enough. Uh, That's my favorite album of theirs. Reckoning might be, but Life's Rich, I think Life's Life's Rich Pageant is my favorite REM album. Mm -hmm. These Days is on there, Fall On Me, Cuyahoga, I Believe. Yeah, that's that's my favorite REM album. Can you actually hear what Michael Stipe's saying on this song or no? No, he didn't start enunciating until they signed Warner. Well, their second album, Warner Brothers, Out of Time. Mm -hmm. That's the album with Losing My Religion. That's when he kind of started. You know, he started enunciating on Document a little bit. Little bit on Life Search Pageant. Not much. Okay. Not much. What's the song called? It's not Murmur Mumbles. It's oh. not that bad. I mean, not, not bad because that album's fucking amazing. I know what you mean. But it's it, yeah. like, it's not Murmur Mumbles. What, the, it's, what is the name of the song? Begin the Begin. Begin the Begin. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's the... Uh, 1986. 86. Life's Rich Pageant. Life's Rich Pageant. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Um, All right, you're up next. But, uh, you keep telling me. I got to get more into REM. Well, so here's the deal. Do you think I would like Spoon? Yes. Really? I, actually, I actually do think you would like them. See, I think you would love REM. And I know I would. I just, for like, some reason, have like not picked it up. Like, you would be obsessed with REM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, You would I, just be like, oh, my God, no, where has this shit been my whole life? Indie rock love, yeah, absolutely. Their first one, well, if you count their Chronic Town, their EP, which I have on vinyl, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, their first, like, six or seven albums, you would just eat them up. Hundred percent. Alright. That'll be And uh, then like you would you would like their I mean green you would eat up, but out I've of heard time of automatic for the I've people, you would like most of it. That's that's when they went mainstream, but still great stuff. Night swimming's an amazing song. Country feedback. Oh my gosh. Alright, I'll put the first album on when I go home. Murmur? I'll start from the beginning. Oh Radio Free Europe. Alright. Radio Free Europe. Okay. I'm You're just, not, you don't, listen. I'm starting don't, from the beginning. Don't try to, just listen to the music. I will. You're not going to understand anything they're saying. I, Doesn't matter. That's fine. I can do like a sing-along karaoke version. All right, your next one. You <laughs> uh, all right, let's change it up. I just did Hold My Life by The Replacements. Ooh, okay. This song is, this one's nostalgic. And I, I never realized it was the opener until I finally listened to the album itself. Is it Baby One More Time? 
gosh, no. Um, this one. My goes... loneliness is killing me. <laughs> I I must confess. I still believe. I mean, I still believe. My uh, my uncle got me into The Smiths Ooh. and The Cure. The Cure. Ooh, wait, what, what? Which band are you going with? I'm going with The Cure. This is uh, is 1986s, it... I believe, or 1985. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Let me guess. Right. The album is Disintegration. No. Oh, what that, album? That was, I believe, 1989, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, or 1987. Mm, or 87. Or whatever it was. I forgot what year Disintegration 86 or was. 86 No, Pornography was 89. That's right. Um... This is uh, Head on the Door. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. First song is In Between Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know the song. I f- fucking love this song. Um, and this one, but this one goes back to when I was whatever, nine or ten, when my uncle was finally showing my brother and I good music outside of the, you know, the typical uh, stuff we'd heard on the radio. It was like yeah. mainstream Rob stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Other than the boss and Bob Seeger. We're getting the cure, even though not to say that the cure hasn't been on the radio, but still, we hear we hear this song. We're like, "What is this? Where has this been my whole life?" Like, yeah, the cure. And then, uh, thanks to my buddy, uh, my ex guitar teacher, and now really good friend uh, Mark, he has helped me uh, discover a lot more by the Cure as well. And uh, what an influence and what a band! What's your favorite were. Cure album? Uh, oh, that's a. Good. I'm, I, I mean, really like, like, I'm, I'm uh, going to sound like really mainstream here, but mine's disintegration. Yeah. Oh God, I really love, like love yeah. song is my favorite song by theirs. And then pictures of you. I really but it's got to be the long versions of both. I want, I want the eight minute versions. Oh, that's totally fair. I really like uh, 17 seconds. It's this creepy, mostly instrumental album. I love the head on the door because I mean that's like a not a mainstream album, but it's like got a lot of great songs right. on it. And then, uh, and then Disintegration is awesome. Disintegration is musically, lyrically, spiritually, is one of the best albums ever. Um, so yeah. What's your favorite Smith song? My favorite Smith song? Yeah, because uh, you said between the Smiths and the Cure. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you were just saying that you got into the Smiths. Yeah, and thanks the Cure. to my uncle both. But okay. my favorite Smith song is that joke isn't funny anymore. Oh, that's yeah. That's my favorite Smith song, by far. Yeah. Because you, you, oh man, I don't, man, I don't know if I could pick. It's tough. Uh, there are too many good songs. I, st- I always love "Girlfriend in a Coma" too. Please, 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 let me get what I want. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. But how soon is now? Mm, God damn, that one still gets it every time. Just how soon is now? That fucking guitar every time. What difference does it make? Panic. Who doesn't love Panic? Panic on the streets of London. Who doesn't panic love Panic? on the streets of Birmingham. Uh, I wonder. Dude, uh, Big Mouth Strikes Again. Yeah. That's that's my favorite the, song. The, the guitar. Capo on the fourth fret. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Marr. He was something else, man. Johnny Marr. He was something else. All right, what do you got, man? 45 by the Gaslight Anthem off a of handwritten 2012. Hey, I don't know that song. I know you don't, but 45. it's... Uh, okay. The Gaslight Anthem is my favorite rock and roll band since mm. Pearl Jam. Really? Yeah. Cool. Pearl Jam's good. They're the best rock. I mean, like, once again, like, I love Hootie and the Blowfish, but I wouldn't consider them a rock and roll band. Specifically, no, per se. Uh, yeah, I don't um, know what to call them, but yeah, I don't even I like them more than the Killers. I like them more than early Coldplay. I don't care for anything. Coldplay's done pretty much 10 years since the Killers. But you got Brian Fallon, right? That's your, Brian that's, Fallon, that's yeah. your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, a big fan of him. They are 
undeniably my favorite. They're like I like them more than I like Pearl Jam or Nirvana sure. or any any like they are my favorite band that has debuted since honestly the REM because their replacements came out before REM. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty big statement. Wow, that's but fair. They are yeah. Uh, Sink or Swim, The Fifty Nine Sound, American Slang, Handwritten, and Get Hurt. And then they had an EP in 2008. Why am I blanking on it right now? The Patient uh, and know. the Ferris Wheel. No, that's mm. no, that's uh, that's a song of theirs. They had an EP. It's a great EP. Mm. It's, it's escaping me right now. But so the Gaslight Anthem, uh, they're out of New Jersey. Um, and the reason, so the reason I picked 45 is because, like, pretty much all of their. Uh, Senior and the Queen is the name of their EP. Mm-hmm. That has a song called Blue Jeans and White T-Shirts, which is my favorite song of theirs. came out in 2008. Uh, they, all of their openers are amazing on all their records because they, they know how to, you know, pick what track should be what, right? Yeah. But 45 was the single that came out like maybe a month before the record dropped. It was a 45. <laughs> yeah, and um, it was like the first like major radio play that they had gotten, like really? in Chicagoland and everything. Because oh, like, no, uh, my best friend, he'd text me, he'd be like, "Are they from Chicago?" No, they're from New Jersey. No, you just said that. I, I, I don't that. know why I was thinking. He texts me, they'd be like, he'd be like, "Oh, Gaslight Anthem's on the radio again." I'm like, "Dude, that. that's no. so cool." They're on like mainstream radio and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that song, turn the record over. The song's basically about getting over somebody, moving on. Uh, turn the record over. Yeah. You know, let her go, let somebody else lay at her feet. It's a great, it's just a great. Oh, oh. And coming from his voice, oh, that, that thing, yeah. He's got a very, he's he's Tom Waits. He's like, he's like Tom Waits meets the boss, but with his own thing. He's if Tom Waits was smoking cheaper cigarettes. <laughs> that's, that's more what it is. You know, I'm sure he'd take that as a compliment. <laughs> exactly. You right. know, I mean, <laughs> listen, Tom Waits... He's fucking great. Mm. So 45 by the Gaslight Anthem off the album Handwritten. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through a couple more, and then I'm going to let you take it over. Okay. And we'll, we'll close out. Um, I, I got just wrote a bunch of songs down. Uh, Refugee off Dan the Torpedoes, Tom Penny and Heartbreakers. Mr. Tom The Penny. way Jimmy Iovine cut the drums on that song that Stan Lynch was playing. It, I... We'll never forget the first time I heard that song on The Drive. Shout out to 97.1 The Drive. Uh, this was like 20 years ago. The Drive. I was merely like 10 years old. You were a wee little lad. Yeah, and I heard Refugee and was like, oh my gosh. Whoa. It's a hell of a song. I do like Refugee. And we had one of those things on our cars. It, I might have been like, I'll be honest with you, I might have been 12 because I think that's when we got that, got that minivan. Mm-hmm. But it had on the screen, it would say like the name of the artist in the song. So 2002, so I was 12, I lied. Um, I just got that good of a memory. Anyways. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. And that came up, and it was like, Tom, so I asked my mom, I'm like, who's Tom Petty? And she just kind of shook her head, and she's like, oh, no, he's getting to another band. He's, he found another artist. Well, it looks like another one I'm getting for his birthday this year. And uh, that Christmas, I got Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Greatest Hits and the album Damn the Torpedoes. And... Um, I remember listening to both because, like, a couple of those songs are on their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. But do you know what's not on their greatest hits because it came out after the greatest hits album? Anything off of Wildflowers. 
So I just remember, like, I don't know, next thing I know, I'm, like, 15, something like that, and I heard you wreck me. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? I have his greatest talent. How is this not on his greatest? Well, no. So they're that awesome of a band that they made a greatest hits album, and then the next album that they did was, like, their best fucking album. Yeah, they did have a lot of hits off Wildflowers. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Wildflowers has Wildflowers. Mm-hmm. You wreck me. You don't know how it feels. Time to move on. Uh, it's it's just, it's loaded with fucking hits. Would you, uh, would you go as far as to say it's a barn burner of an album? It is. Okay. 10 out of 10. Uh, welcome to the Jungle off of, so this is like probably like the only L, but man, I'm a passive Guns N' Roses fan. I'm, you know, like, that's a, tough like to an s- average. That's tough to say, passive Guns N' Roses fan. Why? Because it seems, from, from what I've heard a lot over the years, is either you loved Axel's voice or you hated Axel's voice. No, 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 voice. I know, but I just, I only and that's know so sort of what drove you away from That's the music. what I mean. No, I get that, yeah. but that's like sort of what drove you away from the band itself. Oh, no. The stuff that I like, I fucking love. By oh, okay. Roses. Okay. Ab- but Appetite for Destruction. Dis- mm-hmm. Appetite, man, I really, I just can't talk. Like a debut album, debut song. Yep. Welcome to Jungle, Welcome baby. Welcome to the Jungle. You're going to die. We got fun and games. No, we got anything you want. Uh, Turtles All the Way Down off of, um, what the hell is the name of his second album? Why, uh, Meta Modern Sounds in country and Country and Western Music by Sturgill Simpson. I don't know, I was blanking. I can see the cover. I was blanking on the album title, uh, which is a riff on Ray Charles' Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. Uh, Meta Modern Sounds. That man. Uh, that was the second album. That's kind of the album that like got him noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Turtles All the Way Down is, it yeah, really like makes the, you think about the, life. That's the psychedelic like country one, right? 2014. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, really makes you think about life and just kind of like everything. And it also makes you reevaluate country music and the leaps and bounds and uh, the boundaries of where you can. So it's interesting, like most mainstream country music has all but written off the country music part of it. And the lyrics are just about hillbilly things. Mm-hmm. But Sturgill doubled down on the fact that I'm going to make the meanest sound of country record you've ever heard, but the lyrics are not about going to church and drinking Bud Light. <laughs> no, a little more spiritual, a little more uh, out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. a little more about life. The Man Comes Around off of American Four by Johnny Cash. Mm. That's the album. That's the first posthumous album that came out after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And... When you hear that, that's that song. You, do you know that song? No. You should check it out. It's uh, the album's fine, but that song is just whoa. Hmm. You know, Un- like Unchained is my favorite Johnny Cash album. See a Heartbreaks opener on that. It's a great song. Tom Petty and Heartbreakers are on it and everything. But yeah. Man Comes Around, that was my pick. Uh, Staying Alive, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, just because. It's like, other than maybe like a handful of songs, if you want to get into disco music, just go listen to that album. Just yeah, Absolutely. Because that's the pinnacle of the best of what disco ever was and, and would that, ever be. That song still rocks. Who doesn't love some Stay Alive? And then it's followed up by like, How Deep Is Your Love? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, more, that, more Than a Woman. That album was Night half Fever. Bee Gees and then it was, well, yeah. yeah. And then like the Tramps, Tramps uh, Disco Inferno's oh, on there. Oh, fuck, I love I listen to the 12 minute version. If I can't also. have you, I don't want nobody, baby. If I can't have you, oh, dude. Uh-huh. And also, mm-hmm. for those of you listening to this, 
I love the movie Saturday Night Fever. Gun to my head, I would take it over Grease any day of the week. Hmm, Though fair. I do love Grease. That's fair. Um, it's a darker, grittier. It's you know, it's right well, up my thing, alley. It's, it's a dark movie. It's 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 pretty depressing. Well, the guy falls off the fucking Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty depressing. I like when they go to White Castles. Do you do you know that I'd never had White Castles before I saw that movie? You'd never had White Castles. No, nobody in my family. Well, when did you see the movie? Sixth grade. That's fair. So I was 12. That's nice of your mom not to expose you to White Castle. It's also nice of my mom to let me rent Saturday Night Fever because she's like, oh, he'll love this. Oh, it's got the Bee Gees. That's right. I saw Jaws I didn't tell her it was rated R. Oh, dude, I saw Jaws when I was like seven. Yeah. I was like obsessed with that. So I was really into pirates when I was a kid. So this whole like water, this like whole like uh, nautical thing, Uh I went through this phase. Yeah. I really got into pirates. I was into Zorro and pirates. When I was like five, six. Zorro, I could see. Yeah. Dude, I had a Zorro costume I used mm-hmm. to run around in as like a five year old. Mm-hmm. And um, don't ask me why. I just like the old black and white show Zorro. They would play it on the Disney Channel at like 10 p.m. and I would record it on my VHS recorder because oh, I was God. the only five year old that was like into that shit. Oh, jeez. And um, running around listening to my Beatles CDs. <laughs> like, I, like, dude. Hard days now. My night. parents were just like, what, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? They're still saying that, but, but and I was really into Jurassic Park, but um, but anyway, so I, I was really into pirates, and then I saw Jaws, which has nothing to do with pirates, but it's got to do with the sea. I know, but it's nothing to do with. I pirates. know, but this nautical thing, and then right. no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of months around the corner, James Cameron releases Titanic. Uh-huh. Next thing, I mean, you've seen all my Titanic stuff. You got a lot. I dude. Mm-hmm. I just really got into the. It's ocean a lot. For a while. You have Titanic stuff. Like people usually just say, "I like the movie." Yeah. Oh, Leo should have fit on the door. Yeah, you I wish I still stuff. had my posters. You've got stuff. But I was into the boat. I was into like the whole. Like I would watch, um, I, the video store. If I if I'd been the, the captain of that ship, no one would have sank. Yeah. Captain Smith. You guys suck. The video store didn't have anything on the Who's Titanic, that so boat? I would look through the TV week. And A&E had this, like, hour-long, and then Discovery Channel had some documentaries, like, late 90s documentaries on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And I would record them on my VHS recorder. Mm-hmm. And um, it was Mitsubishi. And uh, would watch these documentaries on the Titanic. And I was just like, this is the coolest shit. And then, once again, I think my parents were just like, what is wrong with our child? Like, yeah. He is seven years old, and yeah. he is just like obsessed with the Titanic, and he's walking around going, "You know me, you know what I do for a living." <laughs> I, no, no, it's not a joke. Like, I'll never forget. I, my mom got a few phone calls from like my first and second grade teachers. My second grade teacher, I, I got, I was in class early one day, and I just like looked around the room because I wanted to make the noise. So I walked up to the chalkboard because we still had chalkboards back then. Mm-hmm. And I, I scraped that. the chalkboard Ugh. and I go, you know me, you know what I do for a living. And my teacher, Mrs. Weber, she like turned and she just like looked at me and she's like, is that from Jaws? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, lady. Of course it's from Jaws. <laughs> that movie was 20, 22 years old when I was doing that. Yeah. Come on. I'm a... An elementary school kid. I should, of course, I know Jaws. Yeah, that's that's when I knew. I was like, ah, I want to make friends later in life. Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, all the way down. Forty-five relationships pageant. Man comes around. Welcome to the jungle. Thunder Road. Hard days. Night. Hell's bells. Staying alive. I have completed my list, but I'm going awesome. to end my list mm-hmm. 
with the worst album opener off of the best album. Do you want to do it now? I want to see if you can guess. This is, no, it's one song. So the worst album opener. One of, one of, definitely for everybody, not everybody, but for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest albums of all time. Definitely one of the top 10 biggest selling albums of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. My in my personal top ten albums of all time, the opening song is my least favorite song on the entire record. Is this from 1989's Taylor uh, Taylor Swift 1989? No, Welcome to New York's great. Uh, no, good. this this is one of this, no. I just said this is one of my top ten favorite albums of all time. I one know, of the I top ten really biggest selling one. albums of all time, and arguably in every single critic's book of the greatest albums ever, in the top. 30 or 40. Is it Hotel California? No, it's secondhand news off rumors. Oh, you think that's the worst? That's the worst song on the album. Why? What's what do you think is the worst song on that album? Uh the one uh Oh Daddy. Yes, thank you. Hate that song. No to make me cry. That and I'm actually not even really a But that's not the album opener. I understand. I understand. That's fair enough. But secondhand news. Because dreams should have been the first song. Or the chain, because the chain's the first song on side two. I disagree. Because it's because it's it's a it's a it's a thumping number, you know. It's fast paced. Yeah, it's fast paced. Gets you into it. And that cool get the cool the. You like that stuff when Lindsey Buckingham does that shit. Yeah, I love his guitar playing. I think he's a good guitar player. Fucking wild. But then it goes right into. I know, and dreams is the. The far superior. I guess second best song on the album. First best song. It's, First best song is to chain. Uh, you really like the chain. What's your favorite song? It's either Gold Dust Woman or it's Gold Dust Woman's my number three. Or it's yeah, it's uh, either way. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Christine McVie's input, and I like oh sorry, Songbird. Songbird's best song of the album. Sorry, I apologize. I can't believe I could. Did think I tell of you that. what my sister wants to do at her wedding? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna throw her under the bus for a second. All right. So my sister, sister at her wedding wants to do a video, an in memoriam video for all the people that have passed on mm-hmm. during her like lifetime and stuff that couldn't be at the wedding. Okay. Interesting. Which is weird. Yeah. Right out of the gate. It's a little uh and she wants the yeah. photo montage to be accompanied by Songbird by Fleetwood Mac. And I said no 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 Yeah don't taint that song with that. No 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 not not that. I said you can that you will kill the mood in that room. Yeah, don't do that. That like this is a happy occasion. Here, ladies and gentlemen, here come the groomsmen. Ladies and gentlemen, here come the bridesmaids. Hey, we're gonna do a first toast. Hey, we're gonna do this. Hey, here come the appetizers. Songbird. For you. Yeah, exactly. There'll be no more crying. Dead people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then that ends, and then it's like, well, you know you make me want to shout. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, either that, either that or a I was going to say, who's ready for the chicken dance? Yep. And it's like, no, please don't do that. Like, you guys can do that on your own. No, do not, do not. Listen, you have to know how to control a crowd. Right. And as an entertainer, that is literally... Suicide. It's an, it's, an, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's suicide. Yeah. It's songbird. You know, it's then. like Christine McVie's like fading out, and then it's like. Yeah. 
<laughs> let's see that groom and bride let's shake uh, their butts. Uh, you gonna rip that thing off her leg or what? <laughs> God damn it. That's all right. Yep. Let's uh, shout out to Rob's sister. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, Please don't. All right. I will. Uh, I'll complete my list. We'll do a quick, uh, quick run through. All right. So I did that one. I did that one. Oh, I totally missed this one. My other, one of my other favorite artists, uh, Miss Courtney Barnett, off of her uh, debut album, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. This song is called Elevator Operator. And, oh, God, it's such a I've heard you play that song mm-hmm. before. Love that song. Uh, Coach Ice, uh, off of Audio Slave's debut album, uh-huh. entitled Audio Slave. Right. Uh, I also had another, uh, another tie with, a, with a, a band that's the same band. Um, this is the Black Keys. Uh, the two albums are uh, Brothers and Turn Blue. Mm-hmm. And the opening songs are Everlasting Light and uh, Weight of Love. Couldn't decide which one was better. Uh, you got What Went Down by Foles, which is same name of the album. What you went can down. elaborate on these songs. I've just never heard of well, them. Well, you kind of did. I like mean, or quick I ones. have heard them, but I don't. It's... The ones that I would really elaborate on would be The Black Keys, Everlasting Light, and Weight of Love. So when I, I, when I was down in Austin, I went to a record store and I bought. CDs like for like first time in my life I had always had hand me down CDs so I actually went to a record store and I bought CDs and the albums I bought were The Shins Wincing the Night Away I bought the Black Keys Brothers I bought uh, uh, oh my God Echo and the Bunny Man I forgot the name of the album I bought Radioheads um, oh my God debut album and I also bought Warren Zevon's Excitable Boy and I saw that in your car yeah. So it was a pretty eclectic. Is that the one that's got Werewolves of London on it? it most certainly is. 1978. Mm-hmm. Good album and a great song. Who doesn't love yeah. Werewolves of London? But either way, so Brothers. Brothers, the album that put the Black Keys on the Is he related to Levon? Of course he is. Warren Zevon and Levon. Levon is a wolf uh, like a crown. <laughs> and he shall be. Zevon yeah. and Levon. Zivon and Levon. Oh my god. That should be that should be a freaking band. The opening song off of Brothers is Everlasting Light, and boy, is that just a thumping good time of a song. It's just a thumper. It's just um, uh, oh my god. What is you know that what's his name? Who? The singer Blackies. Patrick. No, that's Patrick Carney. He's the drummer. Um, uh, Dan Auerbach. Dan Auerbach. Dan Auerbach just doing a falsetto whole song for that one and they've got uh good backup singers going with it and then weight of love the opening the acoustic playing that goes into uh a very uh 70s inspired like uh psychedelic rock guitar riff slash solo just great um so i couldn't decide between either two of those but the better album is definitely brothers either way so if i don't know we could have done that i would also put badlands in off darkness how? You you used two oh, albums by I the did. Black yeah, Keys. I, I so I would do. I would have yeah. done Thunder Road and Badlands. You could have done that. Like, yeah. Because uh, I, 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 I honestly can't decide which one's better as an opening song. No, I hear you, dude. But, but like, album-wise, I know which look one's a better album. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, But see, that's why I did Refugee with Damn the Torpedoes, because the waiting is the opening track on Hard Promises. Wait, but the album's not a great album. 
Christmas. That's fair. But that song right. to bring you into the record mm-hmm. is a 10 out of 10. That's okay. I like that. Uh, all right. I got uh, two more and that's it. Um, the one is just because of who the band is. Um, and I'm so happy that I got to know who these guys were over time. Uh, Devo. 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 Holy shit. Do are they we, have a song other than Whip It? They do. Are We Not Men? We Are Devo is the name of the album. And Uncontrollable Urge is the first song of that one. I don't know if you've ever heard the song, but yeah, 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 That's that. Wow. That's Devo. Oh, awesome song. An awesome album. Those guys were just fantastic. They have uh, Satisfaction. They did a cover of Satisfaction. So did Britney Spears. Yeah. But they, they said uh, they did it in front of Mick Jagger. No shit. Yeah. What do you like, He's like, they're like, a, he was sitting on the couch for most of it, and then he popped his like, guys, I love it. It's great. Like, Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So by the way, so I do my Mick Jagger it. like I do, so I just do British Donald Trump when I do Mick Jagger, but not in a negative way. I don't want to. Uh, I know thing. what you mean by but that, like yeah. with the hands, like, because uh-huh. I've been doing Mick Jagger long before that fucking song came out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's fantastic. Punch of fingers. You know, can't get no satisfaction. You know, you know the drill. You know, but you got to use your hands. Yeah, but it's, yeah, you, you are like a chicken when you do it. He doesn't have shoulders. He just has wrists, and that's it. I don't think he can lift his arms up. I don't think he can anymore. He's perpetually stuck in that when he dances. The start me up dance. Exactly. Oh, God, is it not good. Um, Fucking appreciation for uh, Keith Richards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he's just, you know, all doped up the entire time. He doesn't have anything else going on he in his head. He's super fucked up. If you put any sort of nutrients in his body, it it would reject them, you know? It would reject them and he would die. Um, all right, my last song, um, a band that, again, you're like, eh, yeah. good, but I'm not going to listen to most of their stuff. Uh, Wilco. What are you talking about? I love Wilco. Yeah, but you've told me they've got some albums where they're like, yeah, this, I don't need this. I like their early stuff. Well, this is this is Pretty 2000. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Well, this is Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, the very first song, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. That's a great song. I fucking love that song. Did you hear, somebody covered it a couple years ago. I'm blanking on the guy's name. Oh, did they? From the area. Oh. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I want to know who did, because that's always been a song of mine I would love to cover, too. Um the the weird the weird beats the the timing of the of the piano his lyrics are, which are you know 94% of the time just depressing but great um and how that album just kicks you off into whatever it is 12 13 songs of just an emotional roller coaster of a great album but yeah 2002's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco I am trying to break your heart is the name of the song so, you know, listen to it or don't. Listen to any of the songs that we uh, talked about today. I wish I could just... Or don't. Hmm. Get this guy's name. J.C. Brooks and the Uptown Sound. They covered that song. It's phenomenal. They used to play it on XRT. Uh, their version? Uh-huh. Hmm. All right, we'll play it after this. Um, how are those uh, sour gummy worms? They are. They're good. I had to eat something. My stomach was like, feed me. I'm starving. Put something in me. And I'm trying to lose weight. So I just took a bunch of like caffeine pills earlier because mm-hmm. they burn fucking they're fat burners or whatever. Sour gummy worms where they go. So, Dude, eat peanuts, man. I eat a lot of peanuts. I know. We'll keep doing that. But That's they, good. I'm trying to lose weight, not intake a lot of protein. 
Oh, okay, that's fair. I'm just trying to cut weight. They're also, but they also uh, are, out? are uh, like hunger suppressors. Peanuts? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Most nuts take the place of like they suppress your hunger. and. Like, oh, so I'm just going to keep eating peanuts. Substitute I love, meals. I, dude, I just put my, I get the five pound bags at Sam's Club. Yeah, because it's just, and it's just fat and protein and sodium. And that's good for you. Sodium can, water retention. That's fair. Yeah. But then you sweat it out. Anyways, this isn't a Rob's, this isn't, this isn't uh, This is Rob's rhythms, not Rob's uh, uh, digestive system. Right. Oh, yeah. I was going to say respiratory system, but that doesn't work. No. <laughs> this isn't Rob's breathing time. Uh, uh, no, this is Rob's revolutions on the treadmill. There you go. The bicycle. The bicycle. <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. Yeah. I want to ride my bicycle. Okay. Yeah. We will okay. you off uh, News of the World 1978. That's, That's fair. A great album. And then honorable mention for track one side ones uh, off of their debut album. Queen. Queen. Keep yourself alive. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Barn burner. That's. I will say barn burner for that song. What was the opening song on Night at the Opera? Was it Bow Rap? <laughs> I see a little silhouette of a man, Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Will you do the fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Figaro, Magnifico. I'm just a poor boy, nobody. What's the opening track? No, that's that song 11. The opening track is Death on Two Legs. Nope, don't Parentheses, dedicated to. Yeah, I don't know that song either. All right, well, we're uh, going to wrap things up. I hope everybody has a great week. Matt, Max, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I thought this was a great episode. Max I liked, Max. I liked the topic. This was a okay, great time. Um, thanks for having me, buddy, per usual. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody. <laughs>